Hello guys and welcome to another episode of the Content Creators University. For those of you who do not know me, my name is JP Hatech. I am a cinematographer, software developer, and branding expert. After several years in the industry, I've decided to open this digital master school to help any content creator level up and impact in this world with the things and tools that we need. As we understand technology is what this is all about and technology is always, always growing. So this is a platform that's going to teach us the things that we need to understand to keep growing, to keep impacting, and to keep evolving so that we can be the best version of ourselves and truly, truly get the things that we need to take our endeavors, our businesses, our vision to the destination it needs to get. So welcome, buckle up uh, for this episode. Let's get started. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood i have a dream that one day even the state of mississippi a state sweltering with the heat of injustice sweltering with the heat of oppression be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. This nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day, one day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. All right, wow. Anita, we want to welcome you here uh, this time. Welcome to the Black History Month celebration with the Contact Careers University. How did you feel watching that segment uh, where Martin Luther King Jr. was sharing his dream, uh, which is literally something that we're still walking in today? Mm -hmm. I felt uplifted. I felt encouraged and I felt proud. I felt proud. There was like a knowing a lot of the leaders who are being developed and those who are leading the way now, it was a mm -hmm. sense of pride. Yeah. Beautiful. Very well orchestrated JP. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, welcome to the Content Creators University again. You are our guest. You were with us last year, and we promise that we'll bring you back in. Uh, this is the perfect time for you to come back onto the platform and share with us again your amazing expertise, right? Uh, for the folks that are discovering you for the first time today, let's go ahead and ask you to take a minute and introduce yourself so they know exactly who you are, please. 
Absolutely. Well, what I'm excited, it's always a pleasure when someone invites you back to their home. That's a big deal. So thank you for the invitation. For those of you who I am just now meeting, my name is Lenita Holston. I am the founder of Excellence Brainery, where we empower high school students to stand on their own two feet after graduation. And the goal is to equip them with a post-productivity plan so that they are confident, competent, and competitive for the marketplace when they graduate. Um, so that's the kind of line of work that I do. People like to call me a combination of a life coach and a career coach put together with a team behind me, if that allows you to get a visual. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, we do know that our teens, those are the future leaders, right? The future president, the future CEOs and CFOs and leaders of the world. So um, having you pour into them now is just setting them for success, which is something that mm -hmm. phenomenal that I love that you are, uh, you know, you have that purpose in life and, and pushing that agenda. It's just it's just amazing. Thank you so much for what you do. And so. 2022 now we have a, a different way of uh, trying to learn and, and know our guests a little more in a unique way we have some fun questions here uh, lined up for okay. you so uh, let's go ahead and get that started the first question i have for you is uh, if you were a superhero lenita who would that be and why mm. okay so in full disclaimer I, I didn't grow up a normal kid i was very mature so i didn't watch a lot of cartoons so the only cartoon that I remember watching and I actually like, I'm going to say the Powerpuff Girls and they're not a superhero. So I'm just all <laughs> off. Okay. So between them or Captain Planet, maybe. But as you see, my superhero like dictionary <laughs> or the source or reference group is a very non-existent. Um, but I'm going to go with those. Two. I'm going to stick to what I know. Okay. Because I can speak on behalf of what they did. So right. between the Powerpuff Girls, I know they're not a superhero or Captain Planet. All right. All right. All right. Well, we appreciate that, right? We appreciate that. Different generations and different things. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, let's go party a little bit, right? Uh, whenever you want to relax on the weekend or you're off, right, you're on vacation and stuff like that. And are you more of... A movie at the house type of girl, cuddle, you know, like cover yourself in a blanket or you're more going out, partying, going to the theater and, and continue it. Which, which type of, you know, which will you choose? What would you do? If I'm on vacation? Yes. Oh, I'm yeah. resting. Re vacation. <laughs> I'm on go all the time. My life is a go. My life is a party. My life is being public facing and being like extracting energy. My life is like bringing a light bulb into other people. It's high energy. So my mm -hmm. leisure time, I like to rest. So I'm going to the spa. Somebody rubbing my feet, JP. <laughs> and I'm going to relax, let the sun like penetrate my skin, get some good vitamin D, put on some meditation music. It's relaxation right. time for me. Yep. yep. Um, I, now I pack a little bit of club attire because I do like to dance. Um, but, okay. The, okay. but the MO is to really refuel. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, we need those, man. Um, yeah, especially what you do. You travel a lot. You speak at different places. You you have different events, conferences, summits, and all those things happening. Yeah, it is important to refuel, just relax, and um, and get back stronger again. So, yeah, that's totally understandable. Uh, so, now, let me ask you this, right? If you were to meet your 20-year-old self, so Lenita, when she was 20, right? What will be and you if you were to give her one major advice, what will that be and why? 
Hmm. <laughs> I would tell her to trust her instinct. I would. Um, I think that that was something that I had to learn to listen to. I call my instinct my girlfriend. And um, I posted about this online. Um, when you have a close friend, you honor their counsel. That's why they're your close friend, prayerfully. Um, and your instinct functions like your girlfriend. So one of the things that I did not do in my 20s was listen to the instinct. It shows up first in your body. And I teach this to my students. Your body has a response to environments and people. It's instinctual. When something mm -hmm. feels uncomfortable, when something feels like unsafe, you will know, like listening to that, what we call a quiet voice. I would tell my 20-year-old self, like, don't discredit that feeling that you have. Listen to it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's deep. Because a lot of times when you don't have experience in something, then you feel unqualified. Even though you might be on the right path because you don't have any foundation to that then you feel like oh i'm on shaky waters um but there's so many things that if we just stuck to those things and stayed consistent and have faith mm -hmm. will have been some major accomplishments in our lives um so i love that i love that uh thank yeah. you so much so let's go ahead and dive into today's needy and greedy right as you know is the black history month celebration excited to have you during this uh, amazing time and look next month we're celebrating women right black than women this is it's amazing <laughs> it's really really nice so uh, let me ask you this when you hear black history month what does that make you think of as a black woman living in america today i just i feel like it's my my personal opportunity to reflect like to just really think back and credit uh those who've come before me and to like be accountable for the part that i'm playing to make things more progressive for those after me it's like check-in for me mm. yeah mm. i see it like a check-in check-in wow yeah that's the first time hearing that and that that's deep right yeah yeah we're here we're here all right we're present uh we're not invisible we're, we're still here we're working we're fighting every day and every day to me right is it, a reminder of the fight that we're in and another opportunity to make a difference in closing the gap and 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 really conquer um in, in the things that we're doing and make sure that we do those things in your favorite motto, which is an excellence. <laughs> right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Right. Yes, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> okay. So today we're talking how to build your business or how to grow your business with content creation, right? And that is something that I've personally watched you do, right? Uh, I can mm -hmm. testify that I've seen you elevate first thing elevate and grow improve with your content creation i've seen you invest in your business and i've seen you leverage your content creation to grow your business but this is something today that a lot of folks are wondering how do we do that right um mm -hmm. what's the strategy what's the best way to do it and people are taking a lot of classes they're wondering oh how is this person doing this? I have a business I don't really understand. So today I want to ask you a question, right? 
as a business owner, when you hear content creation, what does it tell you as a non-traditional content creator? Um, when I hear the word content creator, I honestly thank pressure of mm. to be consistently creative. And that's not a good feeling. It's actually like it to me, it's a trigger for anxiety when I hear content creator, because mm. I hear accountability and responsibility and repetition. And, you know, for a while, probably until I met you, I would have never described myself as such. I had learned the principles and the impact of having a consistent and intentional online presence that I had almost adapted content creation without labeling it as such. And I was already consistent and visual and strategic. And then when I met you, you kind of put the definition on the work that I was doing. I'm like, oh, I guess I am a content creator, but I would have never labeled myself as such. Hmm. You know, I tend to label, I was labeling myself as um, in the area of business that I practice. I'm a practitioner right. for youth development and um, professional training and career development. So I just label it at, labeled it as such. But every time I appear online, that's content creation, how it is, even if it's through words, like captions, if it's through images, if it's through short form video, mm -hmm. um, even if it's through telling stories about my family, that's content creation. So, you know, I didn't realize that I was doing it at first. Which is true because a lot of people are in uh, are where you were, right? Meaning they may be doing that and not even realizing that that's what they, they've been doing this entire time. And when they hear content creation, because that's also something that we need to uh, clarify to, to people. When we say content creation is not the traditional um, YouTuber or influencer, right? Like the traditional person that say, hey, I just make videos for a living. No, content means a lot of different things. And we've also learned that, uh, you know, creator is somebody that's bringing something into existence, right? So you are doing something, you're creating something, you're putting something out there that wasn't there before. And you're providing a specific content in different type of forms, written, audio, video. And then even, did you know, and, and this is something I had a conversation with. Did you know that an author in today's society is called a content creator? No. <laughs> wow. I was happy to learn that. I was happy to learn that, that actually authors wow. now are also considered content creator. Because when you think of it, if you take the definition of content and then you take the definition of a creator, you're actually creating content for people to consume. That's true. Uh, exactly. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so that means everyone is for to be honest. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Actually, everyone is a content creator. But anybody that's creating something and putting it into existence is a content that was created. Now, when we're talking about content, there are multiple types of content. Right. Multiple types. There are people, they're just uh, journalists, right? Creating content for a newspaper. Some are podcasters creating audio podcasts. Some are video 
producers on a specific uh, medium, right? Are you they're on YouTube, right. they're on Roku, you name it, right? You're creating something that wasn't there before. So for business owners, that is a definition that is unknown or uh, not popular, right? So I wanted us to explain that while we're building the foundation for today's conversation, right? So leading to that, my question to you will be, okay, there's a lot of coach, uh, a lot of coaches and a lot of classes, master classes and all that, that are out there that people take, pay for. Um, and this is a question that came um, offline in private, anonymously. They're wondering, some people have spent money in a lot of classes, master classes and all that just to master how to really leverage content creation for their business and realizing that, oh, it's not really working for them. Right. Mm. And so they're wondering, is this something that's real? Now you're mm. doing it. Give us a real answer. Do you believe there is a thing as truly right? Realistically leveraging co uh, content creation to push your business and make tangible money or not really. Right. What would you say as a professional to that? Oh, it's absolutely real. It is very real. If you think about the last time you purchased an event ticket, a product or service randomly, and you did not know the person who produced it, wrote it, you had no mm -hmm. connection to the original visionary, you consume some type of content that influenced you to buy. So you're either a consumer or you are a creator. Creators mm -hmm. understand the behavior patterns of consumption. And so they're intentional about touching those areas for potential consumers so that they can transition them from being not just a consumer, but a buyer. So just to make this practical, um, let's say you are a graphic designer. No, let's say you're a masseuse. Your mm -hmm. content that you were creating would not be about well, it could be an insight into your suite. I feel like that's like a common generic, like, hey, this is what it would be like. This is the aesthetic. But it could also be like, here are the five pain points on your body that you can you can touch yourself. Like you can self-massage to alleviate pain. People will, would gravitate to something that they can do on their own. And by mm -hmm. doing so, you are developing relationship with them and rapport and trust. And then you can offer them things. If they like you, they'll buy it. So, and that's strategic. Um, that's thinking about how consumers consume. We are drawn to things that we can use, practical, that we can share with others, things that make us look good, to be honest. Uh, we're mm -hmm. all like in it for some type of self-growth. And so how can you bring value to other people's lives? And it's opposite of what we see most people do. I feel like most um social media influencers when they have gotten to a level of prestige the need to do that strategically doesn't exist anymore because mm. they've already won you over and those are the people who we actually model our content creation behind we say oh they did a photo shoot and they were walking in the mall with their kids and they just say happy sunday um but because they don't they ne don't necessarily have to be strategic anymore they already have your eyes they already have your trust so at this point, it's just maintaining relationship by being visible. So they don't have to be. But you, when you're creating content and you're building it from like grassroots like I did, you have to build that community, which means you have to give. 
give them tips, advice, encouragement, counsel, insights into what it means to build something, um, make them feel a part of your community. Like, so it does have to be strategic. And yes, it converts. It converts. I, um, uh, I, and I'll say this now, I'll be, I'll be quiet. Yesterday, um, a parent from Jack and Jill, the DC chapter, mm-hmm. um, they're having an event. I'm going to speak at the event this weekend. The coordinator says, oh, someone on our committee said that they, they know you. And I said, oh, what's their name? And she mentioned the name. I don't know the person. <laughs> now, I'm at the point now where I don't know people anymore. I used to know, remember, but now when people connect online, I can't account for them. Like, I haven't personally shook their hand. And mm-hmm, I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, maybe if I see her, I'll recognize her. So I went to look her up on Facebook. I never met her before. She know She knows me through my content. So, you know, it's it's it can be infectious. And I don't know if you've mm. done this, JP. Sometimes I'll follow someone so much so I'll know their kids' names that I feel an emotional connection when it's their birthday. I'm like, oh my God, he's growing up. Never met him before. That's the power of consistent content creation. Wow. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true because I mean in this society, which is, and literally you're talking about my next question because I was going to ask you, for the, 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 the person that is traditional, is like, okay, I own my business, Lenita. Like, I'm a business owner. I'm a carpenter. I sell, you know, uh, furniture and stuff like that. Why should I care creating content? Mm. What's so important? Why can't I just focus on my business the way I know how, mm. right? The way it's always been. And th- yep. th- those are topics I want, I, want, I want you to talk to now, right? Because what am I missing? Or if mm. I'm missing anything, right? Or if it's just a, a, a style or a choice. Do you believe, mm. right, that in today's society, would you say is, quote, unquote, vital for a business to survive in this society by leveraging content creation or don't worry about it. Just do the traditional way. Um, what would you say? Think about the last time for that person. Think about the last time you wanted a referral to something and how you vetted if it was legit. Restaurant, carpet cleaning service, mm-hmm. graphic designer. I'll tell you the first thing that I do. I literally go to Instagram. I want a visual of your credibility. That's what Instagram is. It's a portfolio, basically. That's why I don't think you should be posting pictures of you in the club on Saturday, but that's me <laughs> there. Um, and I go there. I look at the reviews on Facebook. Even when it comes down to picking like um, healthcare providers, if I see someone has an active social media, that lets me know they have a modern office. So I, I, I like modern. I like mm-hmm. electronic onboarding those sorts of things if they're on ZocDoc Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yes so oh let me take that back you could exist and have a referral based business with no social media you absolutely could you could exist you could thrive with a consistent presence on social media because you're maintaining visibility meaning you're top of mind for your service because people keep seeing you there's this lawn mowing company. Um, it's called JP Lawn, not JP, JL Lawn Mowing Services. They're always showing their work. Now, I don't even have a lawn to mow, but <laughs> because I see them every day, if someone asks me, 
Do you know a lot? They would be the first thing to come to mind. I say, oh, yeah, here's their social media. Never met the person because I, I've seen them consistently. And that's the psychology of buying two. People have to see it several times before they make a purchase. I think it's seven, at least seven times a person sees it before mm-hmm, they buy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so with that in mind, if you want to grow something, if you want to scale something, if you want greater profit margins, if you want a bigger presence, um, I do feel while it is ex- it is expected that you will do exceptional work, yes, and it's expected that people will refer you, yes, going above and beyond would be having some type of content creation consistently. Yeah. Wow. That's deep. And as you were speaking, what I was picturing in my head is the type of philosophy and, and, and type of society that we're in today where we're in a, a microwave type of society, where a fast food type of society, where we want everything now, fast, turn around. And so if you're in the type of industry where you provide services, your way of giving them a taste of that fast food is by actually giving them a glimpse into what you offer. And the only way you can do that is by creating content and showing them what they can receive if they were to book you. Like, are you a builder? Or you build houses? You have a portfolio online somewhere? I can take a look at right now before I can even make up my mind to try to come and meet, book a meeting with you in your, in your office or anything like that. Was that quick fast food experience you can offer me? That's what I was thinking about. And, and, and it, it, you just made me go there as you were speaking. I was like, okay, that is crucial because in reality, you're right. And underlining word there could, right? Could survive, potentially, right? Survive. But at the same time, I humbly believe that content creation is more for the target audience than for ourselves. Because mm. I know myself. I know mm. all the things that I can offer you. So I don't need to create anything to show myself I can do it. I'm the one producing the content to tell you, look at what I can offer you. So if I really care about the clients, where they're at, mm. I want to meet them where they're at because that's also customer service, right? Go find your target audience where they're at. So mm-hmm. if... You have a, uh, an expert in that, right, to help your company grow. Well, they're going to tell you, well, if they are, depending on what type of business you have, if they are spending most of their time on, on I don't know, um, TikTok, guess where you have to go promote yourself? <laughs> TikTok Back and create content. On TikTok, yes. Right. So it, for me, humbly believe is less about us, about what we like, what we don't like. No, no, it's not about that. It's about, okay. I love you. Do I want your money? I got to go find you and I got to promote and market myself so you can find me. And from there, yeah, now we can grow a database. That is, that's awesome. I, I love it. I love this conversation uh, that we're having with you because this is what we do here at the Content Careers University. And one thing that we've noticed, right, is that according to statistics, we, we've learned that four business out of five today want to leverage content creation to grow their business, right? And this is statistics 2021 slash 2022, where prior to that, it says that one out of five care to create content to grow Mm. their business. So Mm. that's leading me to one thing is asking you, 
since you have been doing this, how exactly has your business tangibly grown by doing this? Share with us a little bit. Yeah, I am in the business, to be quite honest, of making people feel good. Like they when they're looking for a speaker, a trainer, the first thing that comes to mind is I want somebody who can come and create an experience in the room. If they don't know me, the first thing that they either ask me for and or I know that they're going they want to hear my sound and feel my energy. Now, I can't be I can't I can't get I can't I could reply to them and send them some old video footages and a Google link. But mm-hmm. I am almost certain that 80 percent of them either go to some visual platform, likely YouTube for long form content and Instagram mm-hmm. for very quick. I want to get uh, a glimpse. But last year, every client call, um, I call them a happy call. Um, I jump on and we, you know, we introduce ourselves and I ask, if you don't mind, um, how did you learn about the work they were doing? And they all of them. All of them reference it's either a referral or I saw I saw this likely Instagram, Facebook or YouTube. I saw this. I I watched this. They're consuming the content that was created intentionally for the target audience. So that lets me know that it's working. And it's also mm-hmm, encouragement mm-hmm. to keep creating it. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> now thinking about it, what you're saying is so true. Same here. Same here in the, in the, the type of industry I'm in. Um, 99%, whether they were referred or not, hmm. have gone and Googled. See, that's, that's, a, that's a word now, right? Google's so powerful now. It's in the dictionary. Googled. I've Googled you, right? They, they, they've Googled me and, and taken the time to look into what I could potentially offer them. And so whenever uh, when I get in a meeting with them to always share, man, I've seen what you can do. So pretty much for me, that's 50% of the, of the job. Even though you still have 50% to really, you know, deliver uh, with this client, that's 50% already. Like they're 50% a believer versus Meaning you gotta sell I, I don't them. know. Thank you. You don't have to sell anything. They have all, you've won them over and you didn't do anything but produce content. They just want to know what's the cost and what does the working relationship look like? So to be honest, I don't want to jump on a sales call and sell myself every time. Sometimes I do want to know that you have a, you have a level of trust and likeness that I can leverage. The, the, the next goal is just positioning it where it's a win-win. And so if content can do that for you on the front end, I don't know why a person wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Because I mean, today that's, that's the way to live. That's the way to live. And uh, which, which, which explains the statistics, right? Which most businesses are, are trying to do that. So that flipping it to the other side, that means that, Oh, that's a career. You have a complete new careers. Now in colleges, now you have social media mm-hmm. management, as a class that you're taking, my wife is a teacher. She teaches college. I'm telling you, I was surprised, right? In my time when I was going to college, we didn't have that. Now, social media management is something you can go to college for. That tells mm. you how much technology That's is true. a leading force in our society today. That's and true. so we need to, 
not let technology, my humble opinion, control us, but just leverage it. Take advantage of the tools that we have today where um, we're doing something like this today, where we're broadcasting this around the world, around the globe. Anybody anywhere in this world right now can watch this broadcast where back in the day it will cost us an arm and a leg to be able to produce this type of thing or even have uh, a production of this quality, which, True. you know, leading me to, you know, the, the the physical aspect of gear acquisition and purchase. And I want you to talk to us about it. Right? How did you feel prior to upgrading, you know, everything. And would you say is very tangible, right? It doesn't break the bank and that almost anybody that knows how to, you know, use social media computer can can do what you do by producing content. Upgrading my home studio, and I'm in my bedroom, actually. Most people are like, where are you? I'm in my bedroom. Upgrading wow. my, I'm going to say bedroom space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> made me feel like putting on a white an all white pants suit with cigarette cut length and a pair of red bottoms with a nice black luxury designer tote bag like mm-hmm. imagine a woman how she feels getting out of her Audi A7 or her Tesla Model S those are my dream cars with a white, <laughs> well-tailored pantsuit. That's how I feel when I live stream with my setup. I have a level of, um, I feel good about how it visually appeals to the person on the other side of the camera who is watching. I wasn't even aware of the importance of those things when I was when I had a traditional setup, I was using my cell phone with mm-hmm, a ring light. Mm-hmm. My content was still good. Visually, it was horrible, but I didn't know. But when I saw the distinction between the two, and I know that my content is good, I felt an obligation to enhance how it looks. Just imagine, like, you know, um, in the pursuit of happiness when Will Smith was... um looking for his job he was we're gonna say he was in the wilderness like he was just struggling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he wasn't all you know he wasn't the well best groomed and when he got groomed and the level of the distinction in his energy i feel like while i don't have no proof i do feel like that has changed for me hmm. so yeah i i would equate uh upgrading my my setup to feeling like getting a a, a nice tailored pants suit but i will say this i do think that is tangible um i did it over time i didn't say okay i need everything on this list mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. uh progressive and honestly once i started with one thing i can't remember if i did the camera first yeah i did the camera first and i started adding on the other components it was actually like exciting almost like because i was learning new technology and i'm growing Mm-hmm. And I think people see the value in that, too. They say, oh, wow, they've invested in this. They, they're really serious about what it is that they're communicating. I, I, I would, I, hands down, I think that that message translates to any investment for sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, well, Anita, as you're speaking, one thing that was coming to my spirit is, you know, what you said. The way you felt first, right? Because 
for anybody watching this broadcast, I mean, I got to say that we look good. <laughs> We're looking good on camera. We got to say unapologetically. No, seriously, because we can do this same show. Talk about this same thing in, in PJs. Mm. And it will drastically change the mood, the mm. look, everything. The same conversation. That's like true. Exactly the same thing. <laughs> wow. So mm. when we're talking about taking what you're doing seriously and people taking you seriously for people to actually pay for your services. Question is, how seriously are you taking yourself? And how do you even feel as you're doing? And you said something crucial, Lenita, is that something that is appealing to you. Like, would you like to see a broadcast where you, yourself, which is you're the host, where you on PJs and, and look, or you've taken the time to polish yourself, polish your, your studio, your setup, microphone, audio, everything, clean everything up and sit down and actually mm. broadcast. Which one would you prefer? Because if we look mm. at prime time, Fox, TV, CNN, news, or any, if we look at prime time, they're always polished. So if mm. they're always polishing themselves, there must be a reason why. Yeah. And I want to add this. Yesterday, I hosted a virtual, uh, private virtual book signing. And I did the book signing like a virtual event. I had a countdown. I had music hmm. playing. I was using Zoom. Um, uh, I had an opening video with my mom. It had, it had um, a lower third. I had a lower third mm -hmm. for the entire duration of the event, which is just a graphic to describe what the event was. It was branded. Um, and I had some visuals. I was using Ecamm Live. had some visuals to display inside of the book. And I had a call to action with a graphic. A spin mm -hmm. the wheel like it was it was visually stimulating now i i also had an event manager to kind of like spotlight when things shifted because that's important too when you're doing a virtual event so that they can focus on whatever is the subject at the time mm -hmm. and making sure that everybody is muted so i did have that but one of the comments that i got was because i opened up the floor for q a after they said you know congratulations he said you know is this a one-man band? Because I've been on several Zoom calls and this is phenomenal. Like, this isn't even like I was watching the whole time. I felt like if I took my eyes off, I was going to miss something. And this is an executive. Like, it's like worked very close to C-suites. So for him to say that validated that he could see the investment of um, the production of uh, not just the virtual book signing, but that translates to any of my content. Mm -hmm. And I took that opportunity to share with him. You know, I take this, I take this serious. So when I understood that there was an opportunity for me to upgrade how I looked visually, I definitely, I said we need to do that. And so I wanted to say that because while I create content for social media, the setup also helps me to host events in my space and nurture my community at the same level of excellence. Yeah, I could host a virtual event from my cell phone and I could. <laughs> no one says you can't. Right, right. But think right. about the the environment that you can create when it has a level of like excellence. Like people are intrigued. They sure are. Yeah. They sure are. And yeah, I mean, again, this goes back to the people. 
not you. Because if it's just for you, you can, again, grab your cell phone and have fun. But who is this for? You know, mm-hmm. who is it for? Like those events, um, you know, graduation, college graduation. Let's talk about that for a second. Look at how much preparation goes into that. I mean, the college themselves, they don't need to spend all that money and everything, but they want to make that event memorable for the students. They've worked hard. This is the time to celebrate. We need Mm -hmm. to create a memorable time event, photographers, cameras. I mean, a a, a whole stadium, you know, uh, invite your family. This, I mean, the whole thing is so amazing that when you leave, you can't forget that day. And it's all for the student. That's so good. That's a great example. The university gets nothing out of that. Mm -hmm. Mm. But we think about it. They they really don't. Like, what do they get out of? You put your tuition is over. (laughs) In reality, they could mail you your your, your degree and say, deuces, right? Say, uh, there you go. You're done. Is and it's you know not what? mandatory. Let me connect mm-hmm. The nostalgic feeling that you get when you think about graduation, if you had a great experience, they are technically building relationships so that you can continue to support them. If that's through money or your time or service or telling other people about your experience. And again, that might be a form of content creation. Well, events are technically, but you're building mm-hmm. rapport and relationship is intentional. That's a good example. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how you build that generational wealth because now there's some families that, that swear by a certain college. In this family, this is where we go. Yep. You know, this is where we go because of this, this, and that, right? We build that relationship. We've been going here for the past 40 years, right? That's how that's you build true. it. So if you think about it, they don't really have to do it, but they're doing it because of the value that that's giving back to them that i'm talking about the instant gratification type of mindset that is not always what we should focus on because sometime or should i say a lot of time in business we got to also cultivate the future long-term gratification where i know by doing this with this client or by offering this for free or by just checking in and making sure whenever I see the client, hey, I just want to check in. Uh, let me help you do this. Um, and you're not asking anything in return. That client will go to a competitor and not get that and remember to know. This other yeah. vendor cares so much because how, how do we actually prove that we care, right? Isn't the little things that care so much that they wouldn't even care to be paid for that. They just cared that I am successful. Again, not you, the client. So the client's going to be like, you care so much that they are successful that they have to come back to you <laughs> to make you uh, their, their permanent vendor. Think about that, Lenita. Wow. Isn't this amazing? <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask you this. You've been doing this for a while. And I know you've learned some lessons, right? As I'm looking at the time, like, geez, we've gone to the end of this show. So let me ask you, you've learned some lessons, some do's and and, and don'ts, right? Or do nots, right? Share with us a little bit as a business owner, Mm. content creator. What would you say are the things that for you 
are the do's. Definitely got to do that to keep growing, keep, you know, uh, elevating. And the do nots, things that you don't want to do or you don't believe, you know, people that are uh, doing similar things should be doing. Share with us a little bit. We want to learn. Okay. Let's start with the do's. Um, I do feel that it's important to learn the language of your target audience. Not what's gram grammatically correct or societal correct. However, whatever correctness you follow, whatever manual, if your audience does not speak that language, it is the wrong language. And mm -hmm. likely, if it's not plain language, not terms, textbook terms, like real plain, like if you say things like, we're invested in the economic um, pathway that in charters, <laughs> like that's not plain language. We are committed to funding, like basic language. So that's mm -hmm. one. Do speak basic terminology every time in your captions and your visuals. Do have a balance between life and business. Um, so I think when people can get a, a sneak peek some, sometimes here and there, like what you're doing when you're not working, mm -hmm. sometimes of your family, of you, what it looks like behind the scenes, you with chilling with no makeup on sometimes like a real person, like let people see a real you. Um, mm. And I always say, do have your own vocabulary. I uh, technically I'm a professional speaker. So I see speakers all the time. If you really want me to listen to you, you have to have your own. I have to know that you haven't regurgitated several speeches that you heard over online. We are all mm. technically regurgitating different forms of information. We've just adapted our own language. And so mm -hmm. take mm -hmm. time to figure out what that is for you. Like I say, home is the neonatal intensive care unit, the NICU. That's like me saying home is so important. Your home is vital. It is critical. Like that's, that's distinctively different. You can conceptualize a NICU. And that is critical and that it's important. But that's the kind of vocabulary that I like to use. So finding words that um, your audience can relate to, um, that's yours, that when people think of that, they think of you. Mm -hmm. um, so like that's a, that's a part of being original. I would say also do. <laughs> the only way I got consistent is hiring someone. As much as I thought I could be consistent on my own, I couldn't. Even I've been consistent for a good month and then something happens and emerge. Something happens that prohibits me from posting or prohibits me from finishing the video. Consistency started when I delegated that task. And I'll be honest, it was difficult to take my hands off of my personal brand. And technically my hands ain't off. It's very mm -hmm. on, but it was way more gripped in the beginning. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't say that. Don't post that. That's not something I would say. But I realized that I had to train the individuals. I'm on my second social media manager to um, to speak my my voice and what that looked like. So to me, consistency came with delegation. Some people can say I can do it on my own. So that those are a few do's. Let's get to the don'ts. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Don't <laughs> talk about things <laughs> that are unrelated to your platform. As much mm. as I really want to get on and tell y'all about my dating stories, I promise you, you would be so entertained. You would be, you would <laughs> be flabbergasted 
about them. I want to so bad, JP. Sometimes I'm like, wait, if I could just tell them they would die laughing, right? Because we <laughs> assume that when we get engagement, comments, and likes, that that has a value. That has no value if it's not mm -hmm. relative to what you're selling. That's what I mean by strategic. So I never talk about that. I mean, as much as I want to. I'll give you a real life example. I posted a video of my grandma on TikTok. Um, mm -hmm. It basically went viral. I didn't even, I don't even open TikTok all the time. That's how inconsistent I am on the platforms I don't manage. So I created the, the video on TikTok because I like the video elements. Like I like the editing and that sort of thing. Um, and it was sentimental. I mean, it was a very, it was special to me. So I posted it, came back three days later. It had 9,700 views, 300 new mm. friends. And I'm like, oh, wow. And it has nothing to do with what I do. That was my first lesson. Like, I know this already, but I just, it was grandma's mm -hmm. birthday, you know, but it was a lesson. Like if that content was valuable, that would have translated to book sales mm -hmm. and it would have mm -hmm. translated to potential buyers and mm -hmm. it would have given me a different kind of visibility. But as of right now, those 300 people just know that I love my grandma. So you could, you could argue and say, well, they're there now, which is true. But now I have to educate them what I really do. So I wish it would it would have happened the reverse. I would have got them in on something that was like meaningful to my work and then continue to build a relationship with things like grandma. So that's a, a real good example of that. And if that video had gone viral. I likely could have picked up some brand partnerships because mm -hmm. it's in alignment to my work. So the disalignment, while it has a lot of views and a whole lot of comments that I didn't even respond to, I was like, I can't. This is too much. Everyone said, I love grandma, love grandma, love grandma. <laughs> I'm like, I love her too, but that's not the point of content. <laughs> um, so, yeah, don't. Could, your, your, I, don't create content that doesn't, is not in alignment with your brand. Yes, sometimes you share those insights, but that shouldn't be the focus. That's, that's the number. Powerful. That's the other thing that's I'll say. Powerful. Um, I would say um, this is such a good this is such a good question, but give us one more. <laughs> one more. When people discover you. I think of my content creation as if no one ever heard of me before. And then someone says, hey, go check out Lanita. Mm. What I want them to see when they land, the first few things, I don't want them to have to scroll to figure out what it is. Mm. So think about that as you're posting, like, the activity. If your last five posts were about vacation, like, how can you make that relative to your work? People shouldn't have to dig to find the substance to your content. So if I post about grandma on Monday, on Tuesday, something is going to be there related to my work. I'm very conscientious about that because I'm mm -hmm. thinking about how I look for information. Quick. Are they credible? Are they good? Are they relevant? Can they meet my needs? I'm not scrolling for 10 minutes to figure that out. And I, I really don't like when someone has a professional service a platform or they're selling something but i have to go through their vacation pics to i don't like that so i try to think of my little anal self so i guess my don't would be in moderation of you sharing those things just be um cognizant about 
how uh, a new person, not your community that loves you, not your family and friends who, who already like and trust you, and not your mm -hmm. existing clients who already like and trust you, but a new buyer or new prospect, if they encounter your content, how quickly can they get to the substance? That would be, I don't know how to phrase that in a don't, but that would be it. Wow. I've been taking note. Powerful, man. I hope you guys are taking note because she does this for a living. People pay her to speak, to teach. I'm telling you, folks, take note because I am, right? I'm always looking for ways to learn from anything, anybody. That is the, my philosophy. And I've been learning a lot, Lanita. And that is phenomenal because as you were speaking, my takeaway is show up every day as if it was your first day. Mm. Right? <laughs> I got to show up every day because I never know who's I'm going to meet that day. And yeah. as they're discovering me that day, it has to be very easy. And especially when we're thinking about the type of society we're in, where people don't have time to spend 30 minutes trying to figure out what, who you are. You want to make sure that, like this said, right? You want to make an impression in 30 seconds or less. And mm -hmm. uh, back in the day, when your boy used to do some rap, I'll tell you that producers say, if in the first, if in the first 10 to 15 seconds, you don't impress me, I don't want to hear. Mm. <laughs> so yes. that's crucial. And that was back in the day. That's real. That was, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, like, it, it, like the, the song ain't hitting hard. I'm good. First 10 to 15 seconds. I mean, yes. your bars are not hitting hard. Now nah, that's not, it's not a hit. What? If yeah. any of you and, and that makes me think of when people post videos and they have the logo and some sound, some music coming. I'm not watching that. <laughs> no. You need to get straight to the point. You need to jump in. Hey, welcome. But I don't want to see now presenting to no, unless I know you. But right. if I don't know you, I'm not watching that. Now think about this, get right? Straight to the point. Yeah, I'm gonna flip it to make it easy for folks. Let's think about when we're watching TV. We're watching a TV show. Episode two or 17, they show you one thing previously in, right? <laughs> they show you a glimpse previously in this before they even go to the trailer or anything else. They show you what happened previously, even though it's the same, same show you've been watching. But guess what? It may air once a week, twice a week. So they're giving you a recap. So even if you just discover the show on episode three or season five, it gives you a little background and you can follow from there. It's crucial True. that we are able to connect with you despite the season you're in of life. Mm -hmm. Regardless of That's which good. episode you're in, people got to be able to follow. Give us a recap, right? Meaning allow us to position ourselves on the same level of understanding according to where you're at mm -hmm. in your journey. Then talk to us about your journey. That mm -hmm. is what seals the deal. And talking about journey, Lenita, we've got to the end, and I want you to tell us what's where has the journey taken you as of today? I'm hearing summit. I'm hearing a new book you mentioned. I'm hearing new branding. I mean, let us know so we can support. So much stuff happening in 2022. Oh my gosh, it's only <laughs> February. <laughs> Um, but we uh, released my fourth book project, which is called The Pursuit of Black Excellence for Teens. It's a workbook um, that focuses on self-discovery, uh, community engagement, career development, and global, global connectivity. 
Um, JP is actually a featured, we call him like a, uh, a, a coach, a feature coach in the book by way of QR codes through uh, what we call like supplemental learning videos mm -hmm. to the content. Um, so the Pursuit of Black Excellence for Teens is available online at thepursuitforteens.com. Um, so that's the book. And, you know, my church was my church said to me, you know, because you have a book, let's host a book signing and content creation. This is this is good. This is teaching live. I could host a book signing, right? People could come, they'll buy the books and they'll leave. Or I could use that as an opportunity because it's a platform. I have a medium-sized mm -hmm. church as a community event to get in front of more people who not only would buy the book, but eventually will look to me or my organization for services. So what do you mm -hmm. think I picked? Yep. We're going to host an event. I mean, mm -hmm. technically, that's what you said you wanted me to do, a signing. I just, I'm not calling it that. Um, but I'm requiring to attend the to attend the summit. You have to purchase a book. So it is a book signing, but mm -hmm. I'm going to teach. And so, again, being strategic. Um, so the upcoming event is called the Black Teen Summit. And the inspiration is driven from BET's former teen summit that used to be held. It's like an open dialogue, like uncensored, like call it uncut. Uh, casual conversation we're going to just talk about the realities of being a black teen the realities and the pressures and then i'm going to come in and do a master class about how to plan and leverage the life that they are privileged to have and so all of this is very relevant to the content in the book but again um being strategic about the opportunities that you do get when you get them um and then leveraging your existing content to do so so uh, I'm excited about that. The uh, Black Teen Summit is going to be held in my hometown. I reside in Maryland. It'll be mm -hmm. in Temple Hills, Maryland. There is a live stream component, so you don't have to live in Maryland to attend. And that information is on uh, lanitahostoncom slash summit. So, yeah, that's all we have in the neighborhood cooking. Um, and, you know, it's travel season for me for events and conferences. Uh, that starts up in March. And I'm on the road. Uh intermittently between march and october so god is busy and the life sure of is <laughs> he sure is and we are celebrating all your success uh today and every day blessings to you this amazing folks remember uh the book is available go ahead and uh, get yourself a copy of the pursuit of black excellence and just go to the website, right? The pursuit of black excellence.com if I'm correct, right? Um and then um let's go as of course uh if you have a teen that will uh enjoy uh this summit go ahead and uh you know invite your teen to connect and that is lenitahostoncom forward slash summit right lenita if you listen to the podcast l-i-n-n-i-t-a-h-o-s-t-e-n.com forward slash summit right go ahead and register you can register today all right, uh, for the event. And as you were sharing, this is March 19th, right? Taking place Saturday, March 19th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Black Teen Summit. That is amazing, Lenita. Thank you so much. Um, and of course, I wanted to go ahead and add for the folks that want to go social with Lenita, she is available across uh, social media. She is on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, all of that. Um, and the hashtag is at Lenita 
hosting, right? Go ahead and yeah. connect with her. If you want to work with her, book her for your event or anything like that, um, I can tell you one thing. I enjoy everything she does, and she does that with excellence. She's also the CEO of Excellence Brainery. Um, and Excellence Brainery um, is something that is powerful. Go ahead and check it out. Go ahead and look into her. Google her like we're talking about, and you will be uh, impressed at the amazing things she's doing uh, for her community and for her target audience, right? Lenita, we appreciate you. Blessings to you. And uh, I'm going to let you wait backstage as I go ahead and close. Thank you so much. Okay. Blessings to you again. Yes, ma'am. Family, this is it. This is what we do here at Content Creators University. And this is um, episode finale, right? Closing the Black History Month celebration right here on the Content Creators University. We'll be back again, uh, as you know, with the traditional episodes. So go ahead, stick around, folks. That's what I want you to do. Stick around and subscribe to the channel if you appreciate this type of conversation. Um, and activate the bell icon so you're always notified um you know every single time we go live i want to go ahead and take the time and give a shout out to the folks that join us live robert um hazard uh thank you so much we appreciate you being here first lady cree thank you so much and i'm looking at all of you guys that are coming in and watching us across multiple platform folks we appreciate you and again we'll be back next time next week you guys already know for another episode be safe like we always say shalom bye bye family I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, Sweltering with the heat of oppression, be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. This nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day, one day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today.